it fade out. Hi, brethren. Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute live from the Civic, back with the Civic Chronicles. But only this time, I'm on a new iPhone, because my iPhone got robbed right out of my car. So I got that iPhone 12, feeling swaggy, feeling business. Now let's do an update. I'm going to tell you guys something. In this entrepreneurial journey, my biggest weakness, and I have a bunch and I'm aware of them, but my biggest weakness is boredom. And today, for the first time in a long time, I am bored. Got most of my goals done, have time on my hands, and I always have this itching thought in the back of my head and I don't know when it developed but it's just like you got to be productive you got to be productive you got to get stuff done and so that's what's going on today so I was pretty pumped when Lexi just texted me and said hey the episode with Drew done is here's a pun done and it was awesome so I'll give you guys a quick update what's going on with the movie let's be real honest too okay One, we're looking at premiere dates. That shit is exciting. That excites me, man. Anytime in GDP history, anytime we've thrown an event, we always rally around a date. But if the past is any indication of how we're going to get this one done, I don't know how much time I'm going to need just yet to get it done. So we're looking at a couple dates. I'll keep you guys posted. It's gonna, I, I gotta feel it. I gotta feel that the date works. That's number one. Number two, we're having some VFX problems and I will be super, super straightforward about the VFX problems right now. So, in VFX, there's something called rendering. For the non-movie nerds, rendering is essentially when you create something and then you have to process the file. We're having trouble finding a new computer to process our files because our VFX artist no longer has access to the computer he was using. Don't ask me why, even though I know the answer. So I've been hustling and I've been trying to work out some deals with people, trying to get people involved in our movie that can help us kick out a render. So I've been going to all of the VFX houses in Boston, New England, saying, hey, listen, I have an awesome Boston-based movie I'm trying to produce, trying to get done. We need your help. We need your computer. What do you want from us? How can you get involved? That's what's been going on right now. The technical terminology is way over my head. The software stuff is way over my head. And in the past, I would really sweat over the the minutia of this stuff, but I'm realizing it's a weakness to everyone if I stress over those details. I gotta focus on the bigger picture here. I gotta focus on how we can get there. So that's what's going on. In terms of our second VFX leg, they're gonna have something to send me this week, which is awesome. We're gonna have our probably final sound mix done by tomorrow. And we're gonna have likely our final color pass for the scenes that don't require VFX done 
by Friday. So the movie is honestly almost done. Very dependent on Tim's portion of the movie and how we can sort out this rendering stuff. Very dependent on that. But all the other legs are on time. Awesome. I'll tell you guys one more thing that I'm really excited about. We got a new screenplay in the works. Don't tell anyone. In the works. Feeling good about it. All right, my brethren. Enjoy. Drew, I hope you gave nothing away about our movie. But, dude, you did such a kick-ass job in this one. But I want to get you in the next one, too, man. Lexi, thank you so much for your help. All love. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Hi, my name's Drew Dunn, and this is my golden hour. Welcome back to another episode of GDP, the Director's Cut. Today, we are fortunate enough to be joined by the lovely and talented Mr. Drew Dunn. Drew, thank hey. you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Drew, you've been a guest on the podcast before, not in this iteration, of course, but... Yes, yeah. a couple times. I had my golden hour and my platinum hour. Yeah, I've, uh, I've known Connor for a couple of years now, so yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start. Where did you first uh, meet with Con- meet Connor? Uh, I was actually doing a, a show on a Monday night in a basement of an Italian restaurant in South Boston, believe it or not. Uh, and I just did like a short set and Connor happened to be uh, out watching the show. And then, uh, yeah, he, he liked my set. And then he told me he was planning uh, on making some sketches and then eventually a movie. He had he just had a lot of big plans and stuff. So um, I ended up sitting down doing the podcast with him, uh, I think like a couple weeks after that. And then we just kind of stayed in touch and worked on a bunch of projects together since then. So, yeah. What other types of projects have you done with Connor? Uh, we did, we did a couple things with like a few social media influencers around Boston where we like did like a sketch at a bowling alley. Um, we did a, we did a few sketches like that, like around Boston. And then we actually did one over the summer, um, just after the GDP movie, Connor was like, they had just wrapped the movie and he's like, I got to keep making something, you know? So, uh, we ended up uh, shooting a, a commercial parody, uh, that I had written for, uh, for fast food, uh, breakfast, uh, basically. So we just kind of made fun of breakfast, fast food, and it puts you to sleep essentially was kind of the premise of the sketch. So that's, that's out there. And we ended up actually winning a couple of awards for that. That's right. Uh, film festival award. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, very obscure film festival to be submitted <laughs> to for a sketch about fast food, but either way, Connor's a go-getter and he got it in there. And, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was a, a, a nice surprise. Absolutely. Yeah. And have you done a lot of sketch work in the past? Uh, not a lot, a lot of like random one-off stuff. And, um, I, I write a lot of sketches, but they don't always necessarily get made. I, I end up just kind of doing the simplified version of them on like Instagram or whatever comes out. So it was nice to kind of, uh, take the reins on like of more of an official production for, for something that I had written. So yeah, it was really fun. And what was the writing process like for, um, the fast food breakfast commercial for you? So for me, I had actually written that sketch originally for uh, for a Saturday Night Live audition that I had had uh, last year over COVID. So I had, I had the opportunity to like send off a character reel and a, and a packet of sketches to that. And I made it through a few rounds of approval with SNL, but I didn't end up obviously getting it. So I was like, man, I have all these sketches. I really like them. Uh, so 
yeah, the process was kind of like, it started off almost as like a stand-up joke idea. And then I was like, all right, I think I can turn this into a sketch. And then once it was a sketch, I was like, all right, well, let's simplify this and turn it into like a, a sketch that doesn't need to be like on a stage in front of a live audience. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of kind of like little edits and adapt adaptations to make it, uh, make it fun to make in real life. And what was auditioning with SNL like for you? Uh, it was, it was, I mean, it's a dream come true for me to just be able to be considered by that. Cause that's something I've always wanted to do ever since I was a kid was to like, I mean, I even auditioned for like all that back in the day when they had like the funniest kid in America on Nickelodeon. I sent in a tape to that when I was like 11. Uh, so to be able to like be considered for that was, uh, was amazing. And I, I, I have another audition this year. I just found out a couple days ago. So I'm going to start getting to work on that, writing some more sketches. And if they don't like them, maybe me and Connor can make them again. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Are you a big SNL fan? Uh, I used to be when I was younger. I don't watch it as much now. Um, like I'll watch like little clips here and there that as they come up. Um, but I've just always loved that style of comedy, you know, that you can just kind of, I like to, you know, back, uh, you know, a few years back when they were able to kind of take on some more uh, fun topics rather than, you know, for a while there, especially when Trump was in office, everything became so serious. Um, that it just wasn't as appealing to me, uh, where I would much rather just kind of be fun loving, do more character based stuff and just talk about what's happening in the world rather than what's happening in one little microchasm of politics all the time. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I watch a lot of SNL. I watch pretty much every week. And I think it's interesting that um, post Trump now, it's been much less focused on obviously politics and world and developing, like you said, characters and sketch work and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, that's where the the real fun comes And And that's what a lot of people, a lot of people will watch for the political stuff, but it doesn't have to all be that stuff. You know, you can have the balance of making fun of what's going on in the press, but let's also make fun of, you know, Elon Musk and and all of these other characters that have developed in American, uh, you know, kind of the political zeitgeist, if you will. Yeah. And um, I know you also do uh, stand-up comedy work. What has that been like for you? Yeah. So that's been my full-time job for about the last four years. I've been doing it in total for about seven and a half years or so. And uh, obviously the last year and a half has been pretty rough, uh, but things have been starting to pick up, especially since the new year, now that people are getting vaccinated and states are opening back up. Um, So I actually recorded my first album uh, in Arizona last month. So that's still in the editing process. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be uh, coming my way. Uh, hopefully soon I should have a first cut of it and figure out what it's all sounding like. But, uh, the shows went great out there. I actually just got back from Minnesota yesterday. Uh, I was out on the road doing shows out there at the, at the mall of America, uh, which was, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be able to eat a Cinnabon and then go do jokes. You know, it's a, it's a real experience. Uh, but I mean, as far as stand up comedy overall, it's like, it's really the the one thing that like I just love to do and that I'll always do no matter what. So like, and it's also one of those things that like I never thought could get taken away from me. So having COVID come in and, and make every comedian have to kind of stop in their place was, was not ideal. So um, now that they were, we're all kind of getting back on the horse and figuring it out, it's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah. You think you took it for granted before a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's definitely one of the, cause like, you know, I, I played sports my whole life and, and you, you can play sports until somebody tells you that you're cut from the team, you know, and then it's, and then you're like, okay, well, I guess I have to stop playing the game now. Uh, but there, there was never anything like that for comedy. There was always open mics or, or something that you could do at any level uh, that you were performing at. So to have all those things go away, it was definitely something that I think a lot of comedians never thought would happen. So yeah, I, I definitely don't take uh, even the worst of shows now for granted. I'm just happy to be there. So how did your tour go? What was, uh, what were your stops like? How long were you on tour for? Uh, well, it was, it wasn't exactly a tour. It was supposed to be a tour. Uh, I had planned uh, basically from like April through 
uh, June or July, like uh, early July of, of 2020. Uh, and I was supposed to go like, I was going to be in Canada for a month. I was going to be in Seattle and LA and Texas and Chicago, uh, and then Colorado, and then, um, go down to Florida for a bit and then come back home. So, um, little pieces of that started to come back over the summertime of last year as like, so I basically, instead of doing like a tour where I was out on the road for a long time, I ended up basically going out for a weekend, doing shows, coming back, doing what I could locally, whether it was, you know, campgrounds or movie theater shows and stuff like that. And then coming, uh, you know, going back out for a week to go to Colorado and then come back. So, um, yeah, not, not as much of a tour as much as it was just kind of trying to stay busy and piece together what I had, but I'm hoping some of those other things come back. Like I was supposed to perform at Boston calling, uh, in 2020 with like, you know, the red hot chili peppers and rage against the machine and stuff. So just to be kind of in that environment, I'm hoping now that, you know, vaccinations are back and we're, we're the States are opening back up things to hundred percent capacity that we'll be able to start to do those kind of bigger, uh, events like festivals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was, uh, you went out to Arizona and the West coast, was that the furthest you've ever been to perform your material? Yeah. I think like geographically. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to like the Pacific Northwest a few times. Um, but yeah, pretty much th- that's yeah, pretty much across the country. I've never gone internationally except like the one time I was on my honeymoon when I was like two years into comedy, we went to a sandals resort and they did a, a talent show night. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll go do stand up." Um, and I was the only person on the entire resort that signed up to do the talent show because apparently they just hire a bunch of workers to do like, you know, dance routines and singing and stuff like that. Uh, So it was a bunch of, you know, Jamaican people on the show and then just me showing up to do my five minutes of comedy in like this outdoor amphitheater. So that was probably actually the furthest away from home that I was to to do stand up. But that was, you know, more of a one off rather than a a touring thing, but still fun experience. Because then for the rest of the time we were there, people will be coming up to me. It was like the closest I've ever gotten to like feeling famous where I'm like at a restaurant with my wife. Like you were really funny at the show. I think, you you know, that was really great. I'm I'm trying to eat, you know. So, yeah, Yeah, people, people don't respect stars like you i know i know especially on a sandals resort what are you gonna do i'm the i'm the biggest <laughs> comedian in jamaica i guess speaking <laughs> at, least, of at least for eight minutes i was yeah exactly speaking of stardom do you want to talk a little bit about your involvement with the movie and how you got on board yeah so uh again that was one of those things where connor had always talked about wanting to do a movie when we when we had first met so uh he was always very driven to kind of make that happen so he wanted to kind of use this podcast that he had created and, and all these great people that he had met and try and put them all into one movie in Boston. So uh, when he called me that he was finally able to, that he had the script ready and he was able to move forward. Um, I was really excited because I didn't know what he had planned for me, what character he wanted me to play or any of that stuff. So when I got there and saw what his plans were, I was like, okay, this is over the top and really fun. So uh, we were, I, w- I shot with him for a few weeks um, over the summer. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just a blast. We just had, it was just really light uh, as far as like, we were just there to have fun and, and make some, you know, just make a good movie. And was this your first, um, acting role in this capacity or have you done anything like this in the past? I had done a few independent films in the past. Um, this was definitely the first time I got to play a character, uh, like Xander, uh, which was exciting. Um, usually it's a lot more of, uh, uh, toned down version of something like that. But I really like what Connor did where he kind of took everything and just kind of ramped it up a notch and kind of let the craziness come out a little bit, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, so it is a zombie apocalypse movie. Yeah. Do you think you learned anything about yourself and the pandemic or how you would respond to danger through doing this movie? 
Yeah, I think um, I don't think I would be anything like my character. I'll say that um, my character goes a little crazy, let's just say. Um, I think there would be pieces of that in me, but for the most part, I would probably just try and lay low. And I actually do jokes about this on stage where if there really was that level in apocalypse, like my plan is to not make it. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't want to live in a post-apocalyptic world. It seems fun when you're watching it in a movie or on a show, but in real life, it's going to be pretty rough. You know, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to thrive when I have to search for fresh water. I'd rather be taken out in the opening credits, you know? <laughs> That's actually uh, our question that we've been asking our uh, director's cut guests this whole season is um, if you, if there was a zombie apocalypse in Boston, much like the movie, where would you go to survive? But I guess you wouldn't go anywhere. No, I would I would sit. I, I mean, I'm in New Hampshire right now. I'd probably sit tight in New Hampshire until the horde came my way. And then I would just, you know, see what would happen. I wouldn't I'd fight as hard as I could. But for the most part, yeah, I don't know. I'm not the rebuilding humanity kind of guy. I'm barely having fun now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's admirable pacifism. Just let yeah. them want to do. Yeah, if they want to come in my house, sure, come on in. If not, if they walk right by, then I'll just, you know, eat granola bars until I don't have any more, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you and Connor have any plans to do any more shorts or any other work together in the future? Yeah, we don't have anything ironed out yet, but me and him are always kind of talking about what the next idea is. Um, I've been obviously really busy over the last few months since I've been touring again and uh, trying to get back on the road and get ready for the SNL audition and stuff like that. So um, now that, you know, I'll have a little bit more time on my hands, I'm hoping over the summer and especially with less restrictions with COVID and stuff that we can get something uh, ironed out and planned to, to work on. Is there anything else you want to plug or preview that's coming up that's exciting for you? Um, like my, my album's a real big thing that's that's coming out. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, I don't know what the title's going to be yet. I think it's going to be Voices in My Head. So that'll hopefully be on Spotify and iTunes and all that kind of stuff in the next few months. Uh, and then I always post little heckler clips and stuff like that on my social media. So uh, definitely follow me on there at Drew Dunn Comedy if you want. And then uh, if not, just the only other thing to look forward to is the the big GDP movie coming out. Make sure you go see that. Hopefully it'll be in a theater near you soon. That's right. I was going to ask, are you excited for the GDP movie? Do you have any expectations? Are you afraid to see yourself on screen? Uh, no, I'm, I've seen myself on screen before. So I've, it's, I, I like disassociate seeing myself because I do so much editing of watching myself do stand up and stuff that I kind of like disassociate myself and the person that I'm watching on the screen. Uh, but I'm just excited to see how all of these different scenes come together into, into the movie. So uh, I haven't seen the final product yet or even a cut of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm I really want to see it for the first time at the premiere and, and see how it comes out. So I'm definitely excited for that. That is super exciting. Well, Drew, you've done our ending bit before. So uh, Connor asked me to try to switch it up a little bit with okay. us. So I don't know if you remember uh, exactly how to do it, but it's a two-statement sentence. It's, yeah. hi, my name is Drew Dunn, and this is my golden hour. Okay. And then, my name is Drew Dunn, and that was my golden hour. Okay. Switch it up a little bit. Do you want to do a fun accent or impression for us while you <laughs> give us yeah. a little Yeah, I could do that. Uh, yeah, maybe we can talk it down under. Hi. My name's Drew Dunn, and this is my golden hour. Hi, my name's Drew Dunn, and that was my golden hour. Cheers, mates. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Drew. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Lexi. Thanks for doing it.